you get to have my husband and you get to, he's going to fight for what you have in your freedom. And I'm going to start crying, but that's not the intention. I love uh, you. You're my boy. Uh, <laughs> Don't cry. But <laughs> the, our men and women give an ultimate sacrifice. And that is the American dream is that we get to sit here and we get to live our life daily and have the freedom that we have. We have the greatest country and we need to be thankful and be blessed that we get to do the things that we get to do daily. This is episode number 113 with Tiffany and Tara from Real Talk with the Misses. You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the American Sippets Podcast. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm here with my co-host, Gold Star Wife, author and speaker, Barbara Allen. And we're going to get right into this week's episode with Tiffany and Tara, the co-hosts of Real Talk with the Mrs. Podcast. Uh, Look, behind every person who serves this country is another person who loves them. There are husbands, wives, parents, children, friends, and family. And for the spouses of our military members, life is often packed with uncertainty and the ever-present threat of that dreaded knock on the door. While the service member shares the camaraderie of those they serve alongside, for the spouse at home, it is much, much different. The isolation, the constant moving, and all that goes along with being married into the military life can break that bond. But two military spouses are doing their part to disrupt the downside of that life and create a community that builds one another up. So listen in as Tiffany and Tara get real about the behind the scenes of being the other half of this nation's military and their work to unite others through Real Talk with the Misses. Now, without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Tiffany and Tara. You are listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen, and I feel like I am not even working today, which is always a good thing. I am here today with two women I have just spent some time gabbing with, and now I feel like we're just besties, so now you got me. Um, Tiffany and Tara run this podcast. It is called Real Talk with the Mrs. Mrs. is a short for mill spouse and military spouses because that is what they are. And that is sort of what I am, or I don't know what I am anymore, but um, I used to be, now I'm sort of, but anybody who's familiar with the world of the military knows this. And if you're not familiar with the world of the military, I want you to like pay close attention. I know we speak a lot with veterans and military members, that's because they are strong, thriving, important pieces of our community. And we really appreciate being able to shed a spotlight on them and their work and their lives and their service and humanize and connect us all together. And Tiffany and Tara are doing that in their own way. They are becoming sort of a resource and a guideline and an outlet for military spouses around the world, really, which is huge and just awesome. And is such a, such a strong tool to have just this power of connectivity. If you're not familiar with the world of the military, you may not understand that you get deployed, you get randomly notified that you're picking up and you're moving your family to this country or that country, across the country. It's a very hectic lifestyle for for anybody who's in the military and certainly for the spouses as well. It's difficult to maintain jobs, it's difficult to maintain relationships and your sanity often-wise. And uh, Tiffany and Tara are connecting military spouses through their podcast, uh, which is really just a place to gain more information on 
things that matter to the military spouses, talk about topics that come up and a place for military spouses to come connect um, and just be, be people. They like to laugh. They like to hit the serious subjects, but down and out, they represent military spouses everywhere. And we're just so happy to have a chance to speak with you today, get to shed some more light on, on what military spouses go through and what your life is like, what you'd like civilians to know about it, what strengths, what weaknesses. We're going to go into all that. You ready? Yes. Ready. Thank you, Barb, because you got the misses. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that's military spouses. And I'm like, I know it's confusing, but we thought of it. So it stuck. So right. it sucked. Plus, I listened to your podcast because I was like, what is this? So I had to make sure I got it. <laughs> it's very in our um, logo. It's just like back there and you can barely see it. But, you know, we were trying to be creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it works because, you know, it's a conversation starter. Yeah. Um, so Tiffany and Tara, I'm going to go right into this here because here's it, element that people don't really understand. And when I spoke to you, I was like, oh, I'm doing all this digging on people. I spent a lot of time like digging into our guests and trying to get a feel for them and figure out which way our interview is like, what's important and what doesn't this person get to talk about? But you all are really good. You're like spies, like secret agents, whatever, because you can't find your last names anywhere. Right. And I knew <laughs> there had to be a reason for that. I'm like, are they just so cute? They're Tiffany Tara. I marry you. You marry me. Like, right. But no, <laughs> That's exactly it. (laughs) That's exactly it, right? So the people in the military community will understand this, but here's something I want people outside the military community to understand. This is just one aspect of life that you can't imagine. Imagine if you had to live in a world where you were actually nervous about putting your last name out there. You're nervous for having your children or your location or whatever made public, right? This is something a lot of military spouses deal with, especially, I think, Um, after Osama bin Laden was killed and names were revealed and all that. And it is a very real fear for people um, in especially special uh, certain communities in the military that their families are going to be targeted by, by people and no foreign and domestic really. And that's just another aspect of marrying on to someone, you know, you're marrying into the choice. It's the joys. It's it's the opportunities for growth. Right. Um, (laughs) You put it so much better than we do. I mean, and it's reasons to drink. Um, Absolutely, girl. Yeah, yeah. So, um, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thank you for like putting yourselves out there in the place that you do to connect people. Tell us, really, like, what are some of the reasons? What is your primary goal with your podcast? Um, you want, I mean, I'll go ahead, go ahead, girl, get it. All right. I know this is difficult when we do this long distance, so you don't want to cut anybody off. Um, Tiffany is honestly the one that came to me about it. And I think I had the same reaction you told us about your fiance when I was like, are you nuts? Like, what are you thinking? Um, but we wanted to one speak life into spouses. We wanted to um, build a community for spouses because a lot of the times, like, by no means do we want to take away from the service member and what they yeah. do, um, but we wanted to shed light on who's at home and what's happening and how we get through it and break that isolation and loneliness that tends to happen with military spouses. Like you said, we move from state to state or country to country and you're starting all over and you have no support system and you're having to meet new people all the time. And you're just kind of like, what do I do next? And, um, Tiffany had moved away from me and it broke my heart. And, um, 
she needed a friend. And so I'll let her tell you how she came up with the idea of it, but it really was to break that isolation and loneliness and then just to build the community that we always wanted and knew that everybody needed. There's nobody should do this alone. It's, it's too lonely and too hard to do on your own. So we really wanted to be able to relate to people and have that conversation and feel like you're sitting there with your girlfriends talking. And cut and bring, the crap too. Cause yeah. we were so tired of like hearing the fluff or the politics within it. And it's just like, no, like, do you even know how to introduce yourself? It, it started out kind of, it's interesting you said that Barb, cause we don't really talk about our husbands. We don't talk about anything like that. And at first we're like, how are we supposed to do this? And then it ended up being a blessing in disguise because that was the whole point. We, we, we weren't wanting to take anything from them by any right. means. We just wanted to shed some light and build the, the bond between the spouses. Like if you talk to some spouses, they don't even know how to introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. And at first I judged them on it. And then I became one and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I get it. And it was, um, so yeah, the podcast came about because I was a hot mess express and I moved away and there was really not a big, strong community where I went. And I was listening my sister-in-law who's actually visiting right now, she kept telling me, go listen to podcasts. And I was like, why would I want to listen to people talk? Like this sounds just ridiculous. So one day I was so alone and I was bored out of my mind. I'm walking my kid and my dog or just my dog. Anyways. (laughs) And, um, I was listening to like, I mom so, or not, I'm mom truths and, um, all these random, like, podcasts that were just, I was laughing and I felt like I was getting this, this relationship and these friendships. And they were, they were, I was like, you know, yes. Like I'm talking to the, to the phone, like it knows me. And then I realized, (laughs) but they're not talking about anything that I'm dealing with. Like there wasn't really any out there that were hitting on the points, like the comedy in our (laughs) chaos. And the real of what's happening and the identity crisis anyways. So I was like, all right, well, Tara and I, we talk a lot, so we could probably do this. And (laughs) I called her up and then that's kind of how we, this came about. We birthed this baby. Right. (laughs) Our everyday conversations just turned to recording our everyday conversations. Mm -hmm. One of my, my husband made a comment. He goes, so you think people are going to want to listen to what you guys talk about all the time? And I was like, I don't, I don't know, know. If be offended or not. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to try. Maybe we help one person. Maybe we help more, you know? And it was an accident the first time we did it. <laughs> yeah. It was an accident. Yeah. Tiffany hit publish. And I was like, that means everybody can hear us. What's this button? Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I guess we're doing this. And here we are months later. It's crazy. Happy little accidents, right? Those yep. are the best kinds. So, but I mean, really, it's like you guys, when you realize that maybe you're struggling or you're having a rough spot, like there's nothing like being able to dial into a friend and just talk to somebody who gets it and to just be real. And, you know, it doesn't, you don't always have to speak to somebody who knows specifically what you're going through or can relate to this specific issue that you're facing, right? There's plenty of people outside that can't, but there are some times where it gives you like just that extra kind of guidance and support and just like that lift to kind of shake you out of some crappy mood or like put some perspective on things when you can deal with talk to somebody who actually understands the issues surrounding things that you're faced with as well 
what are the response that you're getting from other military spouses? Good. Good. Right. Like <laughs> we've had crazy. I think I say that cause I was so shocked when we did it and we started getting comments and, Oh my gosh, yes, this is what we needed. Thank you. And I think the first time we got our first post, Tiffany and I text each other and we're like, Oh, we helped somebody like, you know, I as thought we, my mom was going to listen. And that right? was, honestly, I was like, it's fine. That's it. She's just going to know how I really feel. They actually, it's been amazing because we've, our friends. So at first, like it was our friends and we're like, Oh, you got to tell us the nice things because you're our friends. And then strangers started replying and it was like, Oh, okay. Like you're not going to sugarcoat it. If anything, you know, a lot of times in this world, unfortunately, the negativity seems to come out. We've just gotten so much positivity. It's been, I mean, it's blown my mind. And, um, on top of that, like once we started venturing out, um, and doing like interviews, right. And bringing on people like Dr. Chapman, when he came on, I literally was just, I remember I looked at Tara afterwards and I was like, Honestly, Tara, if this doesn't even go anywhere, if people just don't even like this after a while, I have gotten so much out of it personally that I can't imagine that's the case because I'm just shutting up and listening and I know others are as well. So it was, it was, I honestly didn't think it would go anywhere and it's starting to, and it's been just, I mean, that's what we want to do. We just want to like love on our other spouses, like pump them up cry if they need you cry. We just want to speak that life into it. I know we keep saying that because it can get annoying, but it's, <laughs> it's the truth. It is the bottom life. We just want to speak the life through the crap and just keep going with it. Because if not, you know, our lives do come with a lot of stress and they come with a lot of fear, um, resentment, uh, just all those bad words. But yeah. then they come with, through doing this, like I've re- started replacing those adventure, joy, friendships, moments, memories, like it's connection. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think our thing went from we're lonely to we have a whole community out there that we didn't even know was there. And to get the messages when people say, thank you so much. That's what I needed to hear. And I mean, we, Tiffany and I have a very strong faith and we pray about everything. And before we put anything out, I, we both individually pray, like before we go into interviews and that kind of stuff to make sure that our word is guided. And it's really easy to have a lot of self doubt in this situation. And Hey, should I say that? Or am I going to offend somebody? Or am I going to make somebody unfollow us or stop listening to us because I said something they didn't like, but Instead, when you have that doubt and then they turn around and somebody writes you and says, thank you. I needed to hear that today. Or gosh, that's exactly how I felt. It is such an amazing feeling to know that what we're doing and is actually helping somebody and the resources, like she said, the Dr. Chapman and that kind of stuff where people didn't know that there was a military addition and now they know, and it's helping them. Like and Heather Turner, when she came on, she was our first guest and she is the, the movie, um, she was, her life was based off of the movie with the chaplain and, um, indivisible, uh, sorry, indivisible. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hearing her come on, it was the first time I listened to someone just 
be honest. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, you're a chaplain's wife. You, you know, you should have it all together. And I felt so bad because I placed all of those unrealistic expectations on her. And then having her just be honest and raw and real and break it down for me, I was like, okay, this is terrific. And then that kind of, she honestly gave me the little kick in the butt to to continue to go into that. I mean, we try to do everything with like a sense of humor, but she, again, it goes back to the, we're just, I'm learning so much from these other people and these other spouses or these, you know, people that are specialists in their field talking about what they know. And it's not just mm-hmm. hearing myself all the time. So yeah, I don't know. That was a little rant, but that was, that was, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was a that. long answer to your question. Yeah. Yes. No, that's good it's to ask the questions that and I just did the same thing to you only like five times worse. But so do you find that is it predominantly women spouses or do you have some mainly women spouses yeah. as well? It's hard not to, because that's just what we know. It's nothing right. against any spouse at all. Um, we started out military spouses because we wanted to open up, you know, the genre to everyone, right. but it's, I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a mom. Those are the things I talk about. And it just kind of comes off like that. But we yeah. have a couple dudes, I think, that that listen in because, you know, <laughs> there are dude spouses. And so yeah. it's like, yay, I hope I don't bore you. But let well, me I- tell you my birthing story. No. I don't <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that the men uh, in particular, the spouse, you know, who's in the military would also like want to guide their their spouse is staying at home to this community and to this network. Like that's that's what we want. We're like, I tell my husband, I'm like, (laughs) you know, tell your friends to tell their wives, you know, Mm -hmm. how's your husband's, how's your wife? No, (laughs) (laughs) No, um, tell, I'm like, that's what our goal is because we also, and not to, I guess a lot of times military spouses, I didn't know this. I mean, I judged them when I was active. And I thought that they were weak and everything under the sun besides what they actually are. When I became a spouse, the blinders came off and I was like, wow, I had this wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think though, unfortunately, spouses do get a bad name. Um, Wearing your husband's rank, dependipotamuses, all these weird whatever. And it's like, that's not true. Yes. You're going to have bad apples. You're going to have that in anything. It's going to come with it. But our goal is like, no, listen to what we're, we're, we're not taking from them. We're just shedding the light on this other group that also sacrifices that also does their part because without everyone doing their part, the mission isn't going to get accomplished. So it's, it's just kind of bringing that in and then giving these women also um, the recognition a little bit because good gosh, like they're, some of these stories I'm hearing, it blows my mind. And I think to myself, um, they just amaze me. Like, honestly, a lot of my friends have became the people I look up to and my role models because I'm just impressed day in and day out of what I hear my friends doing and going through. And like, still they're joyful about it. Um, not all the time. <laughs> a lot of times it's a lot of crying mascara, but you know, whatever. After the fact, they're joyful. I mean, mm-hmm. but, so let's talk about what you guys do. And, you know, like I said before in the write-ups and all this, it's one of you is an RN, one of you is this, one of you that. So let's talk clearly. What are your own professional histories or careers? Go ahead, Tiff. I'll let you oh, um, I am... I'm a nurse. I, um, 
before, okay, I guess I used to be active duty back in the day, got out, went to nursing school, uh, joined the guard. And then now I'm a nurse. I have always done emergency department before, but then when we moved, I was blessed to get a new job. So now I'm working as a hospice nurse. Okay. Tara, what do you do? <laughs> in there to break down. We're going to come back to that. Tara. Okay. Perfect. Sorry. <laughs> um, I am a stay-at-home mom now, but before being a stay-at-home mom, I um, worked in the beauty industry. I am a cosmetologist. I ran beauty supplies. That's why your hair and makeup is freaking flawless. <laughs> exactly. Not that you don't look good too, Tiffany. It's I'm fine. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> So then I, I ran beauty supplies and then I was a um, salon rep for a few years before I became a stay-at-home mom, which usually- And Tara was a boss, by the way, Barb. This chick ran so, like salon rep. You're like, I didn't even know what that meant. And then when she breaks it down for me, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like she was a boss. She was a boss. You're yeah. so sweet. So, yeah. So did you, Tara, let's start there. Did you have to like shift that career when you- married into the military did that have an impact on the career or what yeah um <laughs> it's such a hard thing and i've yeah. i think my husband and i've been together for 6 years we've been married for 3 um starting out i was like no i'm going to be independent i don't need to quit my job this is going to be fine blah 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 i'm going to work and i did for a while um and then we had another baby and I was like, oh, I can't do this. I cannot work full-time, have two children full-time on top of you be in and out all the time with trainings and this and that. So um, when we got married and then decided to have our youngest, I made the choice to stop working. I was a salon rep for a year and it was really stressful. It was very flexible, but it was very stressful. So I took a step back and started working at a community college in our area, just working with students and being back in that. And that was less, but I still realized my kids were in daycare and I was relying heavily on somebody else to raise my children, which by no means is wrong, but it wasn't what we wanted for our family. And so we came to the conclusion that I needed to stop working and stay at home. That was probably the most hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life because I lost my identity. I identified with my job, my career, being an independent woman. Since I was 15 and a half, I worked and now I was letting it go and I was angry, but, and I was mad at the military because you take my husband and this and that. And I really had to take a step back and take a deep breath and really look at the blessing that this has been. Like, I have the ability to stay home with my kids. I have the ability to be the one that drops my daughter off at school, picks her up and do all the things. But it did definitely, him being gone and in and out, definitely made us have to make that choice where I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. Because growing up, that wasn't, I wasn't a little girl that was like, oh, I just want to have kids and be at home. That wasn't my vision. It was, I'm going to work my butt off and I'm going to work 40 hours a week and I'm going to bring home and support my family. So it definitely did make me change and have to take that position to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, but it was a blessing and I'm very thankful for where I am now, but it did take a long time to get to this point. You were also a single mom for how many years, Tara? Like, yeah, I was a single mom for three years before I met my husband, two and a half years. Um, and 
it's definitely similar to be a single mom and a military spouse at times, but challenging. But it's not, yeah. 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 But challenging. Yeah. There's a big difference. difference. There <laughs> is because a single yeah. mom, you have no good choice, but to hit the ground running and you can't yeah. stop. Like it's you and it's only you as a military spouse, you have aspects of being a single mom and you have to hit the ground running and do things on your own, but you still have that support yeah. of your spouse on the back, like wherever they are or being home when they are home. So, um, I think that God made that my path so that I could be successful as a military spouse and a mom to my girls. It's like single mom light. Like, yeah. Really- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Light duty. I'm on, I'm on desk duty. <laughs> and it's Everything good because she was a single like, mom. We're yeah. very cautious with, I think a lot of people are like, I feel like I'm a single mom and we're like, yeah, like, and then it's, it, but you, it's just like, you can't compare them really. There are, like she said, like she, she said, I don't know. I've never been a single mom, but like, she's brought in like pieces. She's like, like you said, but it was, it was interesting um, how much that's played a part with Tara. Just hearing her perspectives, it's helped a lot. Gave yeah. me the strength to push for sure. Like, Hey, you're not doing this on your own. You do have the support of your husband. So. Yeah. Um, so Tiffany. You were active duty. Yes. Like, let's talk about that for a second. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't anything special. No, I, I just, I, um, I was active duty for total service, I guess, um, between active duty and guard. I did about 13. Um, and then once my husband's job tempo became just crazy stupid, um, we, I, I got out. Um, and it was, uh, I cried a lot that day. It was probably one of the hardest days I've ever had to do because I loved being in. I, I loved the military. I loved um, my job in it. I started out enlisted. I was a medic. And then later on, I was able to commission as a nurse. And so, and all of this was my journey during being in the in the service. And um, I, <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys. This is going to sound terrible, but I joined because I was bored. I, I wasn't like a crazy, like, let's go save the world. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. My well, mom. How old were you when you joined? My mom had to sign. I was 17. Oh my God. Exactly. And I'm You're the crazy- first woman I've talked to at that age. I talked to a lot of guys who enlisted and what I get a lot from them is, well, the recruiter came in and told me I'd hook up with a lot of chicks, you know, and <laughs> exactly. a, like a lot of guys, a lot of guys went in for that. You know, the guy looked so hot. The women were sweating after him. I wanted this. I'm like, okay. You know, um, but yep. you're the first woman I've talked to who's been that young. And, and I wanted to hook up with a lot of guys. And, and <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I, <laughs> I joined my, and it was crazy is my mom and my dad are amazing. I actually had like a college fund. My dad saved every penny for my brother and I, um, they were ticks. Um, so when my mom signed me over, oh, I'm sorry, mom. Um, she, uh, she wasn't happy about it. And then I'm also an even bigger idiot. And I went in, um, open general. I didn't have a job. So I went and I'd gotten my like CNA license and they were like, do you understand? They're going to just put you wherever. And, and I said, well, I don't know. It'll be fine. And luckily I got places a medic, which helped lead me on the path that I ended up going down. Um, all a God thing, but yeah, so it was just a, I was bored. I joined and it was a, I love best decision. That's how I met my husband, like best decision, um, ever, but also, I mean, yeah, that's it. That's, 
All right. Um, and now you moved into being a hospice nurse. Yeah. <laughs> I just do random things. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I'm a hospice nurse now. I didn't know. Like, I'm bored. I think I'm going to like, I don't know, go for a hike today. And you're like, I think I'm just going to like change my life today. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Right. That's what she does. She goes full throttle. She's like, I think we should do this. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I think we're going to publish a podcast today. Right? <laughs> yes. Pretty much. My mom always gets mad because my mom and my dad, they're like, you always just drop bombs on us. And I'm like, I know like, it's just a, it's a weird thing that I do, but if I think about anything too much, I'll talk myself out of it or I'll stress about it or over. What's going to happen? Exactly. I'm just like, let's just go. Why not? Um, no, but (laughs) then I got, we moved here and, um, being a a nurse, it is pretty Like I love being a nurse. I really do. I like, I love being an ED nurse. Um, I like the adrenaline. It's a, it's a sick, like they all have like weird sick sense of humors, but it's awesome. And they're some of the best people I've ever met. They work their butts off, but it's not a great schedule for my kid. And I love being a mom and it it's been a, um, a battle. Cause I'm like, I don't want to miss this. Like, I don't want to miss her. And I have this ability to be kind of a workaholic if I'm not careful. So when we got here, I was like, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to see what happens, what comes my way. And like, oddly enough, I got an email for my job and I went and I applied and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this, but we'll try it. Like, it's fine. Um, Things don't really freak me out or bother me. I can pretty much talk about anything with anybody. And so, which you need as a hospice nurse because you're walking. You, you walk into people's houses and yeah. um, my goal anyways, but yeah, so I, I started it and I love it. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's, I like it because I am a constant reminder to my patients that they're dying. And I realize every time I meet a new patient, one I had, it was funny because they were just sitting at the table in their tents and they're just like, great, this lady's here and we're going to talk. And I was like, by the end of it, we were laughing and she was, you know, making me pie. And it was just like, it, it was, I told him, I'm like, I don't want to be, that's not what we're going to do. I'm not going to say we're going to talk about, di- you know, it, you get it real loud and clear what's happening. I said, I'm just here to make sure you're going to have as much quality and we're going to focus on those good days, those bad days. We're going to take one at a time. And I hope to just become friends with you and we're going to, you know, we're going to, do this thing, whatever you're going to do this thing. And I'm just going to try to give you what you need to get through it. So, yeah, I can tell you, um, I had one personal experience with hospice when I was in college, going to community college here. And I was working all these jobs and my grandmother was home dying with us. And it got to the point where we had hospice come in and what a lifesaver, um, hospice was to us. I mean, obviously you couldn't save her life, right? But they saved ours. Exactly. No, and that's, <laughs> I'm so glad you had a good experience my too. Mom, um, especially just that comfort and peace and even just the matter of fact way, like, okay, no, this is what's happening physically. So here in the next few hours, this is what's going to happen. And something, when you remove the uncertainty from it, um, it just, it feels less helpless. Um, and so, yeah, and they were able to laugh and hang out and chat and, uh, it was just be there with her. And I yeah. think that's my goal. Like I had another patient, her son is a doctor and he walks in, he's, we're going, he's, he's, dr- you know, talking to me, doctor to nurse. And finally I just looked at him and I said, listen, let me worry about all this. Just go be your son. You know, yeah. just, just go enjoy your mom. 
I got, I got this. Don't and worry. Nurses get to bust doctors around anyway, right? Like they got to, <laughs> you're the guys who really know what's up anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Good times. So, back to the military spouse world and all that. Let me ask you, and I see this a lot, you know, social media is a blessing and a curse. Um, mm-hmm. I'm largely on it, you know, professional necessity, um, but there is pleasure and I do get insight and resources from it too. But let me ask you all, because I see it. So often, and I used to let this stuff upset me, you know, it just doesn't, right? But there would be so many women, I find it in particular women, which is very surprising to me, who were not in the military or not in the military community when news of a casualty happened or news of, you know, military spouses saying, you know, we need, you know, help maintaining employment or, you know, it's hard for us to be deployed, it's hard for us to worry or, but a lot of times, um, on the casualty reports or news reports, you know, and the comments from people are, well, what do they expect was going to happen? They signed up for this. Um, and I can see you bristle, you know, right. I can see that, right. You've had to have heard that. Well, they signed up for this. So what are you complaining about? Like you chose this. That's the thing. You chose this. So shut up. Like, yeah. What, what, what do you say to that? Go ahead, Tara, because I'll probably not say something nice. No, yeah, both of you. I, want to I think I'm the more censored one sometimes. Um, I that is the hardest comment to yeah. get is, "Well, you signed up for this," and a lot of times I smile and just nod, depending on the person, um, and depending on the witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> what can I get away with? Um, Cameras, yeah. but yes, I signed up for this, but. Like Tiffany said earlier, like I stereotyped military spouses and I sat there and said, oh, I'm never doing that. You're crazy. I have sisters that their husbands are in the military as well. And I lived it with them as much as I thought I was, but I still didn't know what to expect. And even being in this lifestyle, I still don't know what's around the corner. So when people say like, oh, you know what you signed up for? No. I didn't. I didn't know that that was the job that he was going to have. And I didn't understand what his job title meant. I didn't understand that it meant he was going to be gone, you know, 300 days out of that year or you don't know. So when people say that, it's, you know, <laughs> that's like saying, hey, you had a kid. What did you, you knew what to expect. No, you didn't. They don't right. come with a pamphlet. <laughs> they don't t- come with a, hey, this is what's going to happen and this is what you're going to do. So, it sounds like a great idea. So we had a kid, <laughs> right? Like you don't know what to expect. So don't tell me, Oh, well, what did you expect? You knew what you were signing up for. No, I didn't know what I was signing up for. I knew that the person I was marrying, I loved them and I couldn't help but fall in love with that person. So I signed up to be in love with my husband and that's what my husband does for a living. I didn't expect the rest of it. I just, I used to get really annoyed and mad. And then I realized they're just ignorant morons. And so I just kind of just laugh. I I laugh. I'm a very awkward person. I'll laugh if I'm mad, if I'm sad, if I'm angry, stressed, whatever. (laughs) Exactly. It's like people, it's 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 not, especially with what I do, I got to get under control. Um, But it's uh, now like when I, when they say that, I just like, you have no idea and that's fine. Like, I just can't. but you know, I did, I kind of spin it sometimes. I mean, sometimes that, that used to bother me. And then later on when like there was a time period when I was very resentful, resentful of my husband 
where I would tell him every day what I gave up for him. And it was just, I was just, you know, the greatest wife on, on, in America. Um, but no, after I finally, I started switching it and I started using that too. I'm like, well, okay. It's a negative context. Well, let me make it positive. Tiffany, you, you decided to be with him. You decided to do this life. Nobody's life is easy. Nobody's life is perfect. You signed up for yours. So get on your big girl pants. Let's go. Cause, um, so I kind of sort of started switching it. And whenever an idiot says something like that to me, I just kind of like, you're right. I did sign up for this. Thanks for reminding me. Like, so, you know, <laughs> that's just kind of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I only say idiot too, just sorry to interrupt to the people. Most of the time people saying that aren't coming from a good place. Right. You know, there's the people that say or ask me things and they're coming from a loving place. And I get that. It's those ones that, you know, no, this is not coming from any sort of a good place or kindness at all. And those are the ones I call the more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you both then in terms of the divisiveness in this country, we don't have to get political. Like, um, uh, you know, unless you want to. But I voted for it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you see that you can't even like openly no. say who you voted for, right? But does it impact you personally or, or do you see an impact in the military community on what's happening in the country and, um, you know, public opinion and media and all that? Does it impact you? Impact? I think it, 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 it makes me, it breaks my heart. Um, I see people, you know, like you or any, any member that's paid the sacrifice for this country, whenever they are allowing something as ridiculous as politics fog, the, the, you know, the basis of what we all stand for. And, and like with the flag, for example, I get my husband, it drives me nuts because it does He sits there and he'll be super calm. And I'm like, doesn't this just make you mad? And I would get so ticked off and I'm blah, 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 you know, um, getting on Facebook. I'm an amazing inspirational speaker. No, but anyways, it would, he would just look at me and he would laugh because he would be like, I mean, it's the right. It's what, it's just what it is. And I'm like, doesn't that make you mad though? You've gone how many times you've done whatever. And he's just like, no, because I'm doing this for, for the people. I'm doing this. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm doing this for you. That's not why I signed up. I didn't join because I want to help you and I want to help not you, but maybe you. Like he's like, that's not what the point is. He's like, so um, I kind of had to take a gauge from him on that one, and now I just I'm like, okay, they're not leading by example. We're going to lead by example, little girl. You're going to stand here, and when that plays on base. We're going to stop. We're going to be quiet. We're going to put our hand over our heart. You know what? People are going to see you, girlfriend, and they're going to love you, baby girl, because they're going to know that girl knows the Pledge of Allegiance or that girl knows to, to be quiet or she'll tell someone, I'm always like, you want to meet a real superhero? We'll go through the commissary checkout line because a lot of them will wear like their, their whatever. And I'm like, that's a super. She's like, hi. And like, she'll, she'll meet them. But I figure if I can't change others, I can just focus on myself and set the example for my family, for my child. And mm-hmm. yeah. did I answer? The, I don't know. It's yeah. Question, no. but that was- <laughs> <laughs> you did. And I'm curious about that because I know, um, you know, in the military widow community, feelings are divided, you know, and 
some people lean one way, some people lean the other way. And even in that community, there are some widows who, you know, find that this is an issue and a problem that needs to be addressed. And there are others who find the people who think it's a problem to be the problem, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I didn't know, you know, how it is, you know, in the active duty community and if that impacts you all or, you know, morale when people are deploying and, you know, does it. I think it does, but I think yeah. we all have that common ground. So we're able to at least agree on one thing, like it sucks they're gone. And yeah. we can, we can, I think that's what you have to do, right? And I, I do, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've had friends in the military world, you know, that's not my president. Um, no, I'm not this. Or um, you voted for, I've had people not want to be friends with me just because I've talked politics um, yeah. in the military world. And it, it does, it blows my mind because for me, I'm like, it's like um, you, of all people, I think I have the right to discuss this respectfully. Yeah. I'm living it. Like, so why can't I have my opinion or have, and why can't you have yours? We might learn something. We might actually find this or that, or, Hey, you, you might open my mind to something I never thought of before. And, um, I think again, I guess I can only worry about myself, but yeah, I've absolutely seen, um, that divide people, unfortunately, but it's their loss. So, yeah. I think we both take the similar approach in that aspect. Like we are both spicy women at times <laughs> and our husbands have that same like mellow and like, eh, it's just going to roll off my back. Um, so a lot of times I do the same thing. I'm like, can you believe this? And I get so angry and he's like, Hey babe, like you can't do anything about it, but it definitely affects people. And I definitely feel it does like divide us. Cause you're like, well, you've said how you felt and that's fine. You have your opinion to feel that way, but I feel this way and we're not going to see it the same way. And we're just going to take a step back from each other. So I think it does definitely affect us. Um, but I do the same thing Tiffany does that I can't change that person and I can't change their view and how they see things but I'm going to make sure that my girls are understanding and they know what their dad does and what they fight for and what that flag means and why you stand up for the pledge of allegiance and why we do the things that we do. And I pray that when they get older, they think about all the things that they learned and it affects them in a positive way and they don't let the outside world influence them. Well, they can grow up to have discussion and debate, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Go get margaritas after. Like, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. Like, I'm not going to stop being your friend because that's what it is. If that's your choice and that's how you want to feel, great. But that doesn't mean I love or hate you. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, but you definitely see the divide, I think, and you see it affect people. Yeah. Do you think yeah. there's a, um advantage to, the military member, you know, your husband's in this case, who have boots on the ground and actually get to see the impact of their service in a lot of cases, um, you know, when they get to go into one of these villages and bring the candy and stuff to the children and help them rebuild places that have been damaged or they, they get to hear the people say thank you so that they get to experience like why they're there do you think that makes it easier for them to 
dismissed because, you know, to say, well, I know why we're there, you know, but when you all are kind of left behind and you're left in the middle of all these people saying what they're saying and you don't get to see firsthand the value of that, do you think there's, that makes a difference? I do. I do. I think they see like the sacrifice and what it's worth, like why they're doing what they're doing. And it gives them that little boost in their heart or boost in confidence that they are doing it for all the right reasons. Um, I mean, I, when people thank me for the service, I have a really hard time saying thank you for a very long time. I'd be like, Oh, my husband does that. Like, but thank you. It's an awkward thing, but it's true. Like it is a sacrifice our whole entire family's made. And over the years I've learned like appreciating people that see what we do and appreciate it. Um, but I definitely think when our husbands see something and the reason why they're doing what they're doing, it definitely gives them that extra boost to keep going, re-enlist, keep right. doing what they're doing, keep fighting the way that they're fighting. I absolutely think that helps them. And I always check in with mine. Like I've checked in with him quite a few times. Do you believe in what you're doing? And he mm-hmm. says, yes. Yes. And that gives me a piece too. Um, and then well, honestly, when we had our daughter, I think it changed every perspective for my husband. Um, before he was just crazy, like you give him a task, he will lose every arm, limb, whatever he needs to do to get that mm-hmm. done. Like there's a stupid climb wall at our pool and everyone was falling. He like went over there for like almost an hour until he made it to the top. Like it was just, <laughs> just a psychopath. But like, so I think at first he was just, he believed in everything he was doing. But once our daughter was born and he saw what world she entered into, mm-hmm. he's like, no, now I really believe in this and I will do my part to make this place a, a better, safer place, hopefully for her. And I think that's honestly almost 99% of his drive is just her and her life. And, you know, and he also, also he, he's like, no, there's only one thing that's ever going to take me. Well, there's two things. There's two things that are ever going to take me away from, from my family. You know, if it's my time to go or the military. He's like, mm-hmm. and you better believe that I mean and believe in everything that is reason it's, or the, I believe in all of the reasons why that is happening because yeah. there's no other way I'd be able to leave or go or do that. And so I think that's kind of one of the biggest things is um, he, he does, he gets to see the a little bit of the outcome of what he does. Yeah. Um, and that probably keeps him wanting to go back and and honestly, too, it's kind, of, it's kind of crazy. I was talking to this chaplain I work with, and um, when he's not over there or when he's not gone, I'll hear little things come out of his mouth. He'll be like, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah, man, I wish I was with you or whatever the case may be. It's the hardest oh, thing to hear. Like it's uh-huh. just, and then I was talking to him, and he goes, Tiffany, let me tell you, you know how many years it took me when I retired to not need that or want that or need to be there. And I was like, I'm thinking like a year or two. He's like, it took 10. And I was like, what? And he was just like, yeah. And I said, well, that makes me feel better. Like it was, it did because it was, he was like, it's just, it's, it's, it's who we are. We become that whether we like it or not. And, um, he's like, hopefully it becomes you for the better and not for the worse, but yeah. Yeah. So where would you guys like to take this podcast. I know it started maybe like on a whim, but maybe not really, you know, with a mission, but not like a clear, Hey, this is where we, you just knew 
there was a need, there was a void, you guys are going to fill it and boop, off we're going. But now you see the impact, you see it beginning and it's growing quickly. Yeah. Um, and you see how it's growing and you see the impact. Is it giving you ideas? Is it giving you thoughts? Where do you oh, want yeah. to go? Oh. So <laughs> many. <laughs> it's just All right. hey, girl. No, yeah. I know. We're I like, can we're only sh- imagine. Oh, I hope yeah. it's, um, long story short, Tara and I hope to grow this as, as large as we can get it, but we want to take, we know that the podcast is an amazing way. It's the way we've, we've started, right? It's building that community. It's building, it's giving us a platform. Um, it's allowing us to do what we can, um, just talking, right? Okay. So then we're like, but we want to bring this to a new level. Like our goal long-term is we want conferences. We want to also meet these conferences for like real needs. So like, you know, childcare, because most of these people can't come because they have no one to watch their kids or they can't afford to have someone watch their kids. And then, you know, during the day, like fill up your cup, like get those speakers in there, like let them just get you pumped up, ready to go thrive, not just survive, like get it girl. And then, you know, in the lobby, bring out those military spouse entrepreneurs and have their businesses available and let them show their product or what they're doing or their organization. And then let everyone come back that night, let their hair down and just party their butts off and enjoy their lives. Have nice food, drinks, be merry, enjoy your friendships, build those connections. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's, I think that's kind of our long-term goal and we're, we're not going to stop until we get there, hopefully. Um, but because I want to go to that, yeah. <laughs> that's something I want to do. exactly it, right? Yeah. You want to just make it, just do it. Well, exactly. and support other military spouse and veteran businesses and bringing those businesses together and having them out in the lobby and so much more in between now and getting to that conference point, you know, in hopes of bringing women together in that area, like getting your spouse meetups and having a place where they can go, a platform they can come to, to meet other spouses in their same town and make those times to get together. If you have kids or don't have kids, mm-hmm. um, just find a way to build our community and make it strong to know that no matter where you move, you're going to have a group of women there waiting for you and kind of be an addition or a step between the FRG and the spouse, because sometimes that place you go doesn't have an FRG or an ombudsman or it, you know, it may not be as great in some places as it is others. And I don't say that in a means to bash the FRG, but those people are doing it on to volunteer their time. So we really want to find a way to just connect all the spouses and connect the, make the community that we all deserve and we need. Like nobody should do this alone and take that and bring it to our conferences. Like she said, that is our end goal. Is and to cut be able the, to- we want to cut the crap and cut the politics. Like yeah. we just want people to just come. And it's like you said, I don't want all this divisive stuff. You're a military spouse. You're a military spouse. Great. We have something in common. Let's go. Like it doesn't, and bring in speakers that are actually speaking like the real life things. I am not mm-hmm. kidding. My marriage has crashed and burned. I don't know how many times reintegration. This, that's a sick joke. There's, um, you know, like the, the kids, I'm going to screw up my kid. Like I constantly worry about that mm-hmm. or, you know, all of these things, like someone start talking about this because I'm about to go crazy over here thinking I'm on my own and I need, I mean, we do, but we want to bring in the experts in those. Yeah. Like not just talk about it. Yeah. Like survivor's guilt, PTSD, 
so many people think, oh, I can help him. I can heal him. No, you can't. He needs right. to get, or she needs to get to the, the person that can tell you what you need and, and an actual specialist in that. And I want to have someone come in and be like, let me show you the signs. Let me talk to you about this, what you're going to go through while they're going through, how you can help them, what you can do. And I think that we're just, we're not giving our spouses the tools they need all the time. And we want to give those, those tools, them, those tools in that toolbox. Mm-hmm. So when these hard times hit, cause they will, they'll keep coming. They're going to keep coming. Um, that they're able to handle them, but also when those amazing, joyful moments and those good things happen, they've got friends and people to celebrate with as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't know if that any of that made sense, but that is kind of the goal. And just to have the resources at one place, because there are so many resources out yes. there. We are finding we had no idea yeah. the resources that are out there that we were like, where are they? Why don't we have them? And then as we broke into this community more and more. And we started this, we realized the resources are out there. They're just sometimes really hard to find. And why, why is it so hard to find that? Why isn't there one place that people can go to be like, I need this, or I want to support a veteran's business, or I want to support a military spouse business. I need counseling for my kid. Yeah. I don't want to screw them up. What book to use, whatever it may be. So that's really we might be here right now, but we're slowly inching our way and trying, cause this is not our world. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out how to implement all these things and make our big picture that has grown more and more every day happen so that we can get there. I see that. And I feel that I think that aligns a lot with how we've been unrolling ours as well. So I get it. I get everything that you're saying. You start the podcast, build a platform, build a community, and then you can take it to the next step. Yeah. Uh, all right. Tell us quickly uh, before we wrap this up, or it doesn't have to be quickly, but I want to get it in. Uh, tell us about Patriot Bell. Ooh, oh. all right, so <laughs> our baby. When we, were, when we were trying to find a song, yeah, for our podcast, there we realized real quickly there's not one single song out there for military spouses besides like really sad or. Uh, she left me with my dog. Like those are kind of the average area. Right. And so, um, we decided, all right, well let's make one. (laughs) I don't sing. I sound like a dying goat. Um, I don't know. I don't think Tara either. I'm not musically inclined. I was told to quit by three different music teachers. Um, so I was, had a barbecue one night and a friend of mine came over, Heather Marie. And I had heard her voice because she has an album. It's on iTunes. And I I was blown away. This woman's voice is just amazing. And it's even better live. Um, so she was sitting there. I said, hey, girl, you want to write a song? <laughs> She's just like, well, what, you know, and I said, you know, um, about military spouses. And she's like, well, I'm not a military spouse. And I'm like, well, neither is normally anyone that ever writes patriotic songs. I was like, I'll give you the material. Terry will give you the material. We'll get it from our friends. Um, we'll give you that emotion. You've got everything else. And she was like, yes, let's do this. And so she actually like got along, got together with her friend, Jordan, who helped write it. And, and they all came together and created this amazing song that you can like turn on the radio, freaking turn it up, sing to it, cry to it, say yes. Mm -hmm. And just get like 
we have a song now. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point. And yeah. that's what we wanted. You turn on a song, like when you miss your husband and you might turn up some patriotic song. We want mm-hmm. women to be able to turn up a song when they're having a hard day and they want to remember why they do this and how to push through those hard days. Sometimes you just need a little bit of music to rock out to in the car or while you're crying and cleaning, whatever it may be. Uh-huh. But so that's, I mean, and she took it too. Oh, Barb, she took this song and she wrote it for all walks. I don't care who yeah. you are. You can be police, first responder, police, firefighter. You can be gold star wife. You can be active duty spouse. You can have served a long time ago. You could have met your husband after he served and you're yeah. dealing with the, you know, aftermath of what comes with that. Like this girl Everybody. nailed it. Her and Jordan nailed it. And we were, we're just, I don't know if you can tell. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming across a little bit, a little bit, I'm a little more excited. All right. Calm. So am I right in saying that we're going to be able to play a clip of that here at the end of this yes, podcast? Please, yeah. We'll tack it on. All right. Yes. We're going to do our best to tack it on. So if you're listening and you want to hear a clip of that song, a little preview, a little appetizer, get a little taste, yes. um, hang on. We're going to do our best to, to attach it here on after. Uh, All right. So we talk a lot here at American Snippets about the American dream. It's why we started this podcast. We learned ourselves through a lot of sweat and grit and pain uh, and joy that it is still alive and well for those who choose to see it as such and those who are committed to working for it. But we also understand that it means something different to everybody. And the biggest misconception is that people think, uh, you know, there's one definition of the American dream, but we find that there's gazillions definitions of the American dream. So I'm going to ask both of you to tell us what is your definition of the American dream? Go ahead, Tiff. Well, honestly, I think it's just being able to, I, I think we talked about this when we were talking with you, the ability that I have every single day to see the small miracles and the small joys and those amazing things that I'm blessed with every single day when I wake up and when I, before I go to bed and acknowledging those, I know that the American dream, I think it's honestly, it's, it's learning to not take our blessings for granted. I think that to me, because with that, right, like that opens up everything when you don't take things for granted, sky's the limit. And I think for me, that is, Probably my American dream is just learning to not take things for granted and loving the moments I'm blessed with, fighting through the tough ones. Um, yeah. And then also, I got to show it too. I got to show it. I put it in. American snippets, <laughs> right? There we go. Is it backwards? No, you can see it. Everyone look at my chest. No, um, but yeah, so uh, clearly I love the idea of the American dream and I love what you guys are doing. So yeah, that's mine. Tara, you're I mean, how do I even follow that up? Maybe I should have gone first. Um, I think we need to see your chest. I'm just oh, there you go. I can't find them, American. but I hope you guys can see them. Um, uh, mine doesn't say American, but um, Honestly, I will tack on to what Tiffany said, just being able to get up and do the things that I want to do and the sacrifices that the people that are willing to fight for our country, they make sacrifices daily. And I mean, like for you, you made the sacrifice of fighting on the home front, like for your family and your husband gave the ultimate sacrifice. And I don't think anybody should take that for granted. 
we need to be thankful for the men and women that are out there fighting for us every single day. And the reason we are able to wake up and go to work and do the things that we get to do, or even the first responders here that get up and get in their car and take care of the bad guys that are here. Um, we often forget about all those people that make those sacrifices and give us the ability to do the things that we get to do on a daily basis. And I think even sometimes as military spouses, we forget what our husbands are actually fighting for and what they are really doing. And when we get so angry that they're gone or they're going on this training again or whatever it may be, we need to step back and really think and be grateful that we have the ability to give that person to our country and say, here, you get to have my husband and you get to, he's going to fight for what you have in your freedom. And I'm going to start crying, but that's not the intention. I love but, you. You're my uh, boy. <laughs> but <laughs> the, our men and women give an ultimate sacrifice. And that is the American dream is that we get to sit here and we get to live our life daily and have the freedom that we have. We have the greatest country and we need to be thankful and be blessed that we get to do the things that we get to do daily. So. Made me cry, Jamie. <laughs> That's yeah. not my intention. Well <laughs> Apparently, I love America. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I just want to know it was not the widow who started crying first. Just saying. <laughs> Let's break these stereotypes, break these myths. I'm just kidding. Girl. But um, no, honestly, thank you for that. It takes. I love that you just let yourself just feel that and go with it. That's like flattering to me that you trust us with that and um thank you for that and thank you both for everything you do and for connecting with us and letting us connect you with our community i encourage everybody uh, in our community who um, whether you're in the military law enforcement first responder community or not um please go over to their podcast go to follow them on instagram they're fun they're wild everyone can learn something from each other uh, and add to each other and, and grow from each other. I believe that. Plus, I think you'll all have some laughs along the way. Where can our community follow you? Um, we have Facebook, Real Talk with the Misses. We also have Instagram, which I was going to say, Instagram is where we're the most active. Um, real Talk with the Misses. We had to make it real special and do real underscore talk underscore with underscore the Mrs. Underscore. Um, so you can follow us over on Instagram and we will post our podcast every week. And then iTunes and pretty much any podcast platform, you could find us and listen and subscribe to us. Go subscribe. No. Yeah. But <laughs> that's for real. Like that's, those are the, the good places. And um, Instagram we're we're slowly building that one, but yeah, um, everywhere she said, you can pretty much locate us. We try to, to do a bit good mix of day to day mixed with amazing people like yourself that we get to talk to and we're honored. We get to talk to you and thank you, Barb, for letting us come yes. on here and talk. We are so grateful for this opportunity. So thank you very much for having us. Yes. Thank you so much. And if you come over to our Instagram shortly, we will, I don't know if you guys can see my shirt cause my sh I'm a little low. We'll be giving away one of our real talk with the missus shirts call. And on the back, it says, remember everybody deployed. So come over and follow us and soon we'll be doing a raffle to give away a shirt. Love it. And we're going to stay in touch with you and stay connected. And, um, we're happy to push your stuff out at any point. We're going to do our best to attach a clip of your song afterwards and certainly when it's released when you release it for full please reach back out to us we'll play it again we'll encourage everybody to download it and uh you. And, you know just stay involved with you so thank you guys both so much i know you gotta 
really early to to join <laughs> us here on your time. We really appreciate that. I don't take time for granted. So thank you both for spending the time with us. Thank yes. you. Hopefully we'll meet you one day at the Great American Summit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All right. There you have it, everyone. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you got any value out of this episode or any episode that we've done in the past, please leave us a five-star review. Share this podcast with a friend. Share one of your favorite episodes on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. Uh, And don't forget, you can learn more about Tiffany and Tara and their podcast, Real Talk with the Misses, by heading over to our website, americansnippets.com forward slash 113. There you can watch the full video interview, check out the full featured article we did on Tiffany and Tara. Plus, we throw in some links there so you can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to their podcast. Uh, Also, don't forget, we have the Great American Summit coming to Washington, D.C., April 17th, 18th of 2020. This is the only event in the country that links patriotism with personal and professional achievement. Uh, It's a must-attend event. We have world-class speakers, uh, amazing performers. Uh, Right now, tickets are up to 50% off. So go to greatamericansummit.com to learn more, see who we have uh, coming to speak and present. Uh, I'm sure you'll recognize some of the names and faces that we have there. Uh, So again, greatamericansummit.com to learn more and reserve your seat today. Uh, Again, thank you so much for being here. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 